What would you all do if your um, team won the Super Bowl by two points? What would you all do? What would you all do if if, uh, your team won the World Series? What would you all do? Would you stay seated and go, yay? You'd be jumping up and down and shouting. Do you know what? We have won this battle. We have already won it. And I, and I, I think we need to purpose to shout and give God the victory. Give God the glory because he got us the victory. Amen? 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 I don't think we do enough of that. Amen? Okay, on the count of three, (laughs) we're going to jump up just like our team won, and we're going to give him the glory. Amen? One, two, three. Glory! Glory! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Thank you, Lord! Giving you glory! Giving you glory! Glory, glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus is Lord. Oh, well, that's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. All right. Oh, well, I've, I got myself so encouraged. I, a couple of things that I'm going to share with you right off the bat. This was, um, uh, I th- I'll share this one first. This is, I didn't get this written off like I wanted to or typed off, but I will get it done. Because this isn't everything, but you remember when Daniel was here and, and he had a word? I'm going to read you parts of it because it's scribbled on my paper as I've been trying to put it down, put it through. Um, I'm going to start with this part here first. There might be some that will be um, similar, but anyway, um, we've been contending. You remember him saying that? Contending, laboring, uh, the body's been um, moving in the spirit and power. Um, and he sensed there had been the heaviness and the discouragement, and we haven't seen an increase because we haven't seen seen an increase. And, and he said, "Do not lose hope. Don't lose hope. Do you know when you lose hope, you just as well forget about believing God, because hope and faith work together. Yeah. So we, if you've lost hope in an area, get it back. Get it back." You know, God's big enough. Start confessing how good he is, how big he is, that he has the victory. He has your victory. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in this world. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Start confessing those things. You'll get your hope back. Amen. Um, Before increase, there's always opposition. Amen. (laughs) And um, let's see. We're supposed to contend. Um, Okay. And, and contend as one body to walk in unity. Uh, we have to learn as one body to enter his presence. We have to work together to enter his presence. Okay? That's some of the, what he had said. Now, this is a little bit more that I had written down. The Lord is going to bring an increase in this place. You know, we've heard that many times, haven't we? Several times from Nathan, several times from Daniel. You've been contending. You stood strong and firm. Uh, opposition came to bring destruction and hopelessness. Distraction, excuse me. Well, destruction too, but the, the uh, opposition came to bring distraction and hopelessness. Those are some of the things we've been hitting in prayer. 
The Holy Spirit can correct, but we have to be willing to let him correct us if we're missing it somewhere with the Lord. Humility, we should be walking in a place of humility. That's declaring his lordship. I mean, we're not bigger and we're not better than him or anybody else in this room. I'm no better than you guys. You understand? I've been set in a position to teach you and to show you and to be a a leader, but I also hold a greater responsibility of accountability if I do something wrong or if I allow something wrong in a service. You understand what I'm saying? The teacher, the pastor, the pastor has a great, great responsibility as as the shepherd of the flock. And I, I don't think we really realize that or know that. Do we really? Anyway, there's a, there's a need to, to teach on that area a little bit more. Um, anyway, humility is important. He's going to use this house specifically to bring correction to a lot of deceit. Uh, and his, God is going to bring a lot of order to this house to function like, like the way it, it was ordained to function. Um, and so, so much so that the surrounding areas are going to look at it and know why is there increase happening. The Lord brings so much, will bring so much financial increase, materialistic increase, uh, why in influence, the influence grows and supernatural doors open, things begin to happen. Uh, this place will be used as an example as um, uh, the body operates and how the body operates. Um, the Lord is going to put you before religious leaders. And so that's as far as I got in getting that translated. But I think it was good to know that, that, the, that there is increase coming. Amen? Amen. And, and I'm not moved by what I see. It doesn't make any difference. I have to be moved by what God corrects me to do or tells me to do. Just like each one of you are responsible for doing what God tells you to do. That's why the Lord had us teach at least four weeks on hearing on hearing the leading of the Lord. You have to you have to be in a place of being able to hear what the Lord's telling you to do and your part in this body. And then that you not only hear that, but you have to do it. We all have to do it. I have to do my part. Josh has got to do his part. Bowen's got to do his part. Kim's got to do her part. We all got to do our part. You know, I mean, if you tried to move a great big, huge piano, one of you tried to do it. You know that it's supposed to go over here and one person is trying to move it. Is it going to get moved? No, it's not going to get moved. It's going to take the body. It's going to take everybody working together to get that huge piano moved over here. It's going to take everybody working together to bring increase, to bring um, a difference in this community. Amen. It is. It is. Okay, so then I came across, I think I wrote this on a Wednesday night, a couple of, I mean, it's probably been months. I was just going through my notes trying to find something else I'd written down. But anyway, I come across this and I read this and I thought, was this to me? Was this to me? But I think it's good that you all hear this. Um, Don't draw back because my spirit is with you. And didn't I say you can do all things through Christ? And basically this could be for each one of us. Who strengthens? Didn't I say this is the beginning of a new day? Didn't I say there is no fear and perfect love? So take my love, not only here, but to the nations. You know, there are 67 different nations represented here in this, in this area right now. So he says, take my love to take, 
Take my love not only here, but to the nations. Nations, yes, nations. Nations, I have given you nations that my wisdom has shown you how to take, and you are well able to take these nations. Amen? We are well able to take these nations. Amen? (laughs) Anyway, that was an encouragement to me because um, um, there is just so much, so much uh, the enemy likes, he doesn't want anything happening. Period. He doesn't want growth to come in your in your life, and so he will oppose that. Amen. Amen. He'll oppose it, but you have to be bigger than that. You have to know who you are in Christ. You have to use your authority. Greater is He that's in. Let's say that. Greater is He, Greater is he that's, in me that's in me than He that's in this world. In this world. I, can I can do all things, do all things through, Christ, through Christ, who strengthens me. The hope of God. Is resident within me because God lives in me. In Jesus' name. Okay, I'm about ready to just say, okay, forget this. <laughs> anyway, um, let's do that. Okay, let's try that. All right, the love of God. Say this the love of God, love of God is, shed is shed abroad in my heart by the Holy Spirit. By the, Holy Spirit. the love of God. Is shed, abroad is shed abroad in my heart, in my heart by, the by the Holy Spirit. Now, do you know you have the love of God shed abroad in your heart? Do you know that? See, the love, the love that we walk in as a Christian, as a believer in Christ, brings is, is like the glue that holds things together. Love is like the glue that holds a marriage together. Love is like the glue that holds a family together. Does that make sense? You know, and so love has to be, has to be dom- dominant in our lives as a Christian, as a believer, as a mom, as a dad, as a father, as a brother, as a sister. Love has to be the most important thing. So out of our mouth should fall a love situation, not, not returning evil for evil. You understand what I'm saying? If somebody says something nasty to you, which I've had it done many, many times, But the thing that needs to come out of my mouth is love towards that person. We don't return evil for evil. We don't take into account a wrong suffered. Amen? Amen. And love is greater than any of those other things. Amen? And that's why last week, how many of you did not get this love, um, the two-page love? Uh, Just raise your hand and and, um, Jerry, Jerry will give you one of these. The love of God is so important. And um, I, I started to tell you what to do with this. Um, I, each one, each person should have this. Each person. If you lost it or you threw it in the garbage, I don't care. Take another one. <laughs> it's so important. It's so important for for um, us to meditate on this. You know what I mean by meditate? Think about it. Look at it. Go over it. Meditate. If you have to take one scripture, one part of that a day. And I told you last week that I amplified it and then I amplified it some more because there's so many situations that we run into. And Austin, I don't think has one back there. Austin. And, um, and this is, this is so good. And I told you that I use this myself so much in, in the marriage, you know, um, marriage basically but there was a there were situations where you know you come in contact with people 
And um, a lot of times I would say, Lord, what was I, what were, what was I doing wrong in this situation? Was I doing something wrong? And so what we have to do is we have to, I take this love chapter and I go down through it. Love endures long, suffers long. Love is patient. Love is kind. And, and I go down through that and I finally that one that I was missing it on, it would jump out at me. You're not taking into account a wrong suffered. You know, and you know what? You have all of these, all of these things that you can correct. As soon as you find that, it doesn't make any difference if you were the one that was wrong and you were the one that was missing it. It doesn't make any difference. You repent, you correct it, and you even go to the other person if you have to and say, I'm sorry, I wasn't walking in love with you. I, I should have been walking in love with you. Ask him to forgive you. But be quick to do those things. Quick to do this. You don't want to even hold a grudge. You know what? If you're holding a grudge, you just as well murdered the person. It's that much. There's that much effect on you. Physically, mentally, emotionally, there's that much effect on you. Amen? You understand what I'm saying? There should be no, no uh, unforgiveness. Should be no, none. None whatsoever. You shouldn't be harboring any. Any. And, and, and see, we're talking about these things because if you are harboring these things, if you've taken into, if, you've, if you're walking in, in uh, unforgiveness towards somebody, it causes the wheel that you are in the body of Christ to come to a stop. And the body gets stuck. Same with sin. Unforgiveness is sin too. You know what I'm saying? But there's sometimes we can zero in on those areas where we're not walking in love. But it comes. comes to a stop. It comes to a stop in your family. It comes to a stop in your marriage relationship. It comes to a stop in your, in your relationships in school. You girls got friends in school? Yeah, those things happen. I mean, kids can be not very kind. But we're not supposed to return evil for evil, remember? Amen? So we need to, we need to deal with it. And, and you don't only say, I forgive so-and-so, but you forget it. You forget it. Because, you know, the, the one that paid the price for you, he took everything upon himself. He didn't have, hold anything. God, God doesn't hold anything. When you repent... And you come to him again with the same situation. He's not going to know what you're talking about. Because once you ask for forgiveness, he wipes it all off. There's nothing that he will remember about what you asked him or talked to him about. It's a clean slate. And so then you can go from there. But it's important that you be quick to deal with those things. Quick to forgive. Quick to repent. Quick to um, walk in love with that person. Amen. So this is such a good, I, I, I'm asking you to, to meditate this. I, I would say at least once a day, but morning and night, if you can, I've already heard about the change that's brought to somebody because they've been doing that. And that's really important. If you want change in your life and you want growth, spiritual growth, this is where you start with love. This is where you start. You have to start with that because love, everything else flows Everything else flows on love. If you look at it, you can't be patient without love. You know what I mean? You can't have peace without love. You can't have joy without love. 
You can't be kind and have kindness without love. Does that make sense? And so if, if we're harboring unforgiveness or harboring any ill will towards anybody, if we're doing that, then you haven't got love. You haven't. We're going we're gonna to look at that. Okay, now I suppose he's going to go different direction here. Um, let's go to 1 John, please. 1 <laughs> John. This was at the end of my message, so I don't think he's ending, but still. 1 <laughs> John. Um, First John 3. Let's start with 3. Um, we're going to look at 14. We know that we have passed out of death into life. Now, how do we pass? See, if you're not born again, you're walking in death, spiritual death. If you have not accepted Jesus as Lord, you're in a, you're in a place of spiritual death. And you're in, in that place, you're guaranteed a home in hell. Is that plain enough? <laughs> I mean, I could say it again. Maybe it's worth saying again. So we know that if it, we have passed out of death into life. So we do, we pass from death to life because we've accepted Jesus as Lord. We've made a heart confession. A head confession, a head confession will not get you to heaven. It has to be a heart. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Amen. That's what you need to do. So when we do that, we pass from life, from death to life. We become a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things have passed away. And we're talking about 2 Corinthians 5. So so, um, we know, verse 14, we know that we have passed out of death into life because we love because, you might underline that, because we love the brethren. That's how you know you've passed from death to life because you love the brethren. Well, who's the brethren? Huh? Everybody. Everybody would pass from death to life. He who does not love, say that with me. He who does not love love. abides in death. death. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and the verse um, 15 says, everyone who hates his brother. You know that word hate there is the same as murdering. So if you hate your brother, you've murdered your brother. You know what I mean? Because so everyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So it's really, it's, it's good to see. You can check yourself. If you're loving, then you're in a place of, uh, abiding in his life. Amen. Abiding is okay. Let's just flip over to first John four then. And this whole chapter is so good. There is so much in it that we're just going to probably concentrate here. This was not my plan, but it's God's plan and I want his plan. Amen. Okay. So we'll start with verse. Um, well, let's see. Yeah. Let's start with the very first verse. In chapter 4. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone into the, 
out into the world. By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. And every spirit that does not confess Jesus is not from God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist of which you have heard that is coming and now is it is already in the world. Okay, the Antichrist spirit is already here. It's people that don't believe in Christ, period. They're anti-Christ. Okay? You are from God, little children, verse 4, and have overcome them because greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Verse 5, they are from the world, therefore they speak as from the world, and the world listens to them. We are from God. He who knows God listens to us. He who is not from God does not listen to us. By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Verse 7, beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So if you are walking a place of love, that means you know God, you know God, and um, you're born of God. So that word knows there, knows God, means you have a relationship with him. See, the relationship with him helps route out places where you're not walking in love. See, if you, can, if we, if you meditate on those scripture verses... He's going to, the Holy Spirit's going to take those scripture verses and he's going to tell you which one you're not walking in. He's going to tell you which one you need to grow in. And as you grow in, it's going to push the junk out of your life. It's going to push that which is not God out. You understand what I'm saying? Because see, you have to, if you're going to grow in the things of God, if you're going to grow in love, then the junk can't stay there. You understand what I'm saying? You think of a um, think of a balloon. If you fill it with water and you keep getting it full, let's say it's being filled with love, and you keep getting it full and full, more full all the time, then that that is not going to it's not going to it's going to eventually push all of the air that's in there out. That's what happens when we start filling ourselves up more and more with the Word of God by praying in tongues. You know, even the, even Jude talks about when you pray in tongues, it keeps us in the love of God. Keeps us in the love of God. See, the Holy Ghost is, has the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Spirit. So He knows all about you. He knows what you need to change to be able to bring more love more compassion, more patience, more kindness, more peace into your life. He knows that. And if that means you have to forgive Aunt Juju of what she did 10 years ago, then you have to do that. Right? You maybe, maybe you decided, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I, I took care of it. I took care of it. But it keeps popping up in your prayer time. It keeps showing up. Did you really take care of it? Did you really deal with it? And a lot of times, a lot of times when we, those things pop up like that, we, we ask the Lord to forgive us. We repent, we forgive them. And then, okay. Okay. So we're, we're trucking along. All of a sudden the enemy brings a memory. Well, I don't know what that aunt Juju did, but I didn't like it. She hurt my feelings. I still feel hurt about that. What did you just do? Huh? You just open yourself up to unforgiveness again. So you go through the process. You deal with it. Get rid of it. And the more you do that, the more you walk through that place of unforgiveness, the more you're going to be able to walk in love. Amen? That's what we want to do is we want to walk in love. So if you don't have a relationship with the Lord, your love isn't going to grow. 
Do you see what you see that it says that? Beloved, let us love one another for love is from God and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. So if you're not having a relationship with him, you don't know him. You don't know that he is love. You don't know that he loved you so much that he sent his son. And in, in all of that, see, God is love. We're going to see that here in a minute. God is love and we're made in his likeness. We're created in a new creature in Christ Jesus. So every one of you have the love of God on the inside of you. You can choose to let love out or you can choose to be hateful. You can choose to be mad or angry. You can choose to be sad. Okay, verse 8. The one who does not love does not know God. I mean, that's really pretty clear, isn't it? If you're angry with somebody, then I would have to say you don't know God. Because if you're angry with somebody, God's not going to let you stay in that place. He doesn't want you to stay in that place. The one who does not love does not know God. For God is love. Amen? By this, the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this, verse 10, is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sin, to be the stand-in for our sin. He loved us so much that he gave up his, he gave up his son. He gave up his son. Those of you who have kids or if you don't have kids or somebody that's close to you, could you give up your, your child? Would you be able to do that? That's how much God loves us. Amen? Um, beloved, if God so loved us, verse 11, we also ought to love one another. No one has beheld God at any time. If we love one another, God abides in us. And his love is perfected in us. If we love one another, God abides in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And so verse 15, whoever confesses that Jesus is the son of God, God abides in him and he in God. Again, that's believing in your heart and confessing with your mouth. Verse 16, and we have come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love, and the one who abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. By this, it's, that's the way love is perfected with us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. Have you ever had uh, uh, um, someone get upset with you or be mad at you or angry with you? Um, and, and then you think you're doing pretty good, but you see him coming down the street. Or you see him in a store. And you don't want to run into him. <laughs> so you go down a couple aisles. Wait for them to leave the store. And you're peeking around the cereal. Have they gone yet? Have they gone out of the store? Because you, you don't want, well, what, what is that? What is that that makes us do that? Huh? What is that? Not love. Not love. <laughs> it's fear. It's fear, guys. Come on, it's fear. And so perfect love casts out fear. What should you do in that situation? And I'm not, I'm not, 
I've, I have to do that. I had to do that the day we had the parade. I, I had to do that the day we had a parade. There was a, there was a, a person there, I'll say a person, that you know, has just spoke evil, terrible things about me. I saw him on the back row up a few rows. Off I go, up and gave him a hug. They were ready to give me a hug, so I gave him a hug. Can you do that with your worst enemy? <laughs> when you, can you do that when you know somebody has done evil towards you, spoke evil, spoke evil about you? Can you, can you go give him a hug and let the love of God flow to, towards that person? Can you do that? See, perfect love casts out fear. I can't be afraid of what they have done. I, my answer is to him. I can't be afraid of what they have said to others. I answer to him. And if I've made a mistake that has hurt them, then I need to deal with it. I need to go and, and deal with it and ask them to forgive me. Now, what they do with it there, that's their business. But my business is with him. Our business is always with him. Because he's the one, he's the one that makes sure we're walking in a place of unforgiveness. He's the one that all that, that the anointing is, is um, manifested because of our love walk with him. Um, and, and talking about anointing, you know, you have to be in that place because if that person, if that person calls me in a week's time and wants me to pray for them, let's say they're really sick, I have to be in a place where I can pray for them. I have to be walking in love with them so that the gifts of the Spirit will flow through me to help them. I can't be, I can't be holding a grudge. And I, And holding a grudge does not allow the love of God to flow. Out of our belly flows rivers of living water. The love of God needs to flow through me to meet the needs of the people. Not not me meeting the needs, but the Holy Spirit. The life in me has to be able to flow freely to be able to meet the needs. Amen? So you got to get rid of this stuff. We got to get rid of it. If there's any, anything that we're holding, we got to get rid of it. So, So if this person calls me in a couple weeks... And, and or wants to come and talk to me because there's something evil going on. My, my place is to help them. My place is to pray for them. My place is to set them back on the right track. Now they can choose to listen or they can choose to not. But my place is I need to answer to him. Amen. So if you're in the grocery store looking around the cereal boxes, <laughs> make a choice to walk in love and confront the situation. Amen. It's only fear that's keeping you from doing that. Amen? That's right. So we, we, we don't have a spirit of fear, remember. We have power, love, and a sound mind. I haven't. Say, I haven't. I haven't. Been, given been given a spirit of fear. Spirit of fear. But I have been given, have been given a, spirit of love, a spirit of love, a spirit of power, a spirit of power and a spirit of sound mind. Of sound. I have love. I have power. I have sound mind. I am love. I am power. And I am a sound mind. Amen. 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 So by this, love is perfected with us that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Uh, because he is, so also are we in this world. Verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. Because fear involves punishment, and the one who fears is not perfected in love. Isn't that a slap in the face? 
if we're in fear, we're not perfected in love. Amen? Okay, so we love because he first loved us. God, your father, your father loved you so much that he sent his only son so that you are able to walk in unforgiveness and walk in love and be his hands, his voice, his feet here on the earth because he isn't here anymore. Jesus isn't here anymore. It's us. We're here. We're here doing his plan, his work here on this earth. It's our job. Like we talked about last week, it's our job. It's our job. If someone says, I love God and hates his brother, do you think he loves God? Mm -mm. He is a liar. For the one who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this, this commandment we have from him, that the one who loves God should love his brother also. Um, we'll just go on with the first verse of five. Whoever believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God. And whoever loves the father loves the child born of him. Amen. Amen. I, I, I want to draw a correlation because we've been talking about healing. Um, let's see. Um, I just want to make, I want you to, because like I said, he started me there instead of back where I wanted to, wanted to start. Yes. Uh, let's go to John 13, please. John 13. I can tell, you know, I've told you this story before, but I can tell you another one. There's, there's just a lot of opportunity to walk in love. We have lots of opportunities to love and walk in love. And be love as, as there's just so much of the body of Christ that is hurting that needs that love that we have a shed abroad in our hearts. Amen. And I've told this story before, but you know, there's every day there's an opportunity to choose whether to be angry, to choose whether to walk in unforgiveness, to choose whether to love or not. And I, I've told the story before, but it's about the lady that worked at Fisher's and I did not know she was upset with me at all, but she went to my boss and she said, I'm ready to hit her. <laughs> she was going to hit me, you know. And I, I, um, I did not know. I'm doing my job. <laughs> and my job was utility clerk. And we had a total we had to come up with at the end of the month. And that was my job. So as utility clerk, if there was one place that was stuck and the, everything wasn't moving, I had to go get that one place moving again. Wherever, wherever they needed help, I had to go do that. So she needed help that day, but she didn't think she did, and she didn't like it. And so, But I'm still doing my job, you know. I'm yakking away and not even knowing she wants to hit me. So she, she goes to her, the boss, and she says, you've you got to talk to her. I'm about ready to hit her. So he called me over there. And she was so upset because I was doing her job. And, um, I, and you know what I did? I wasn't doing anything wrong. But I apologized. I said, oh, I said, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to get in your business or anything. I, I just, this is my job. I'm supposed to help this, this, and this, and this. Well, it's an area she didn't understand and didn't know. But I still apologized to her because she was offended, you know. But anyway, we got everything worked out. And so after that, she started coming to me and asking me to pray for things for her. And so everything was all, and even if I see her today in Marshalltown somewhere, She'll start talking to me about the things of God. 
And so that's where we can be a light and a testimony by the way we respond to what people say or don't say to us. Amen? Amen. We have that. We have that ability. Okay. Read John 13, please. And we'll call it. Well, well, we're getting close to closing. Anyway, 34, John 13, 34. This is the new commandment I give to you that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. So the new commandment was that we're supposed to love one another or love your neighbor as yourself, right? That's the new commandment that we're supposed to do that. And so, so we we're to walk in that. And you know, um, um, let's just read that again for verse 34, a new commandment I give to you that you love one another. So when we think of commandment, we always think of the 10 commandments, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit murder, thou shalt not uh, commit adultery or the 10 commandments anyway. But see, God erased all of that, the old Testament, all that legalistic uh, stuff. And he gave us new commandment. And the only commandment we have to walk by is to love the Lord your God. And, and, but the main one is to love your neighbor as yourself. And if you are not loving your neighbor, then you're not loving yourself. I mean, that, that, that's just as plain as it can be. If you're not loving your neighbor, if you're not walking in love with people, then you're not loving yourself. And so, so we look at that new commandment. So he wiped all of that away and he gave us this new commandment. So if you are are loving your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to steal from your neighbor, are you? If you're loving your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to go up and hit him in the face. <laughs> if you're loving your neighbor as yourself, you're not going to go out and get a gun and kill him, are you? Huh? Right. So, so loving yourself, loving your neighbor as yourself, of course, I mean, you've got to love God anyway, but loving your neighbor as yourself it's going to wipe, it wipes all of those others away. Because if you're walking in love, you're not going to do evil to anybody else. You're not going to hurt them. You're not going to harm them. Because so that love, that commandment takes the place of all of that. Okay. Okay. I want us to look at, oh, I think it's Exodus. Uh, oh, I was in the right place. Exodus 15. 15. Right? I don't know why I didn't see it. Um, Exodus fifteen twenty six is where I was going. Okay. So we just talked about the commandment, you know, and, and verse 26, he says, and he said, if you will give earnest heed to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight and give ear to his commandments and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you, which I have put on the Egyptians for I love the Lord. For I am, for I, the Lord, am your healer. He will put none of those sicknesses, none of those diseases on you because he is the Lord. But because he kept those statutes, you know, he kept those commandments. And see, that's all been wiped away. So the only commandment we have to keep is the one where we love our neighbor as ourself. Love the Lord that God, love thy neighbor as thyself. And so you can say that then we keep that commandment then he will put none of the sicknesses or none of the diseases on you. Amen? It takes it from the Old Testament to the New Testament. You see what I'm saying? So he will put none of those diseases on you because, because you're obeying, 
You're listening to his voice. You're obeying. You're doing what's right in his sight by loving, loving, by loving, loving the Lord your God, by loving your neighbor as yourself. Amen. So, so I, I just wanted to draw that correlation because we have been talking about healing, but you can apply that to, you know, it says a new commandment I give to you that you have loved one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. And so, so love is, um, if we're in an area of unforgiveness, we open ourselves up to sickness and disease. You know, because um, unforgiveness brings strife, brings discouragement, brings um, all kinds of stuff with it. And so um, it's really important that we walk in that place of love that God has for us. Amen. OK. Um, there's a lot of scripture verses that talk about um, in Ephesians five talks about being an imitator. And about walking in love, we're supposed to imitate God, walk in love. Um, let's see. Uh, there's one that, the one that I like is um, Proverbs twenty five twenty one, And I've put this to work in my life as well. Proverbs um, twenty five twenty one. There's a, so much on love. It was kind of hard. Where do I start? What do I do? How much do we want a background, background, or what do we want to do with it? Proverbs twenty-five, twenty-one. If your enemy is hungry, beat him up. Right? No? Okay, am I in the wrong verse? Okay, if your enemy is hungry, what? Give him food to eat. And if he is thirsty... Give him water to drink. For in doing that, you set him on fire. For you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. <laughs> I put that to work in my life. I mean, I know I didn't set him on fire or anything. Like, I, I didn't do that. I mean, but I, I did those things that, you know, would heap burning coals. You know, if I know somebody's talking evil of me, I go do something to bless them. You know what I mean? to encourage them, to help them. <laughs> anyway, there's, there's just so much that we can do as a believer. See, it's not, ours, it's not our job to get vengeance. It's not our job. It's not our job to get the vengeance. It's God. God says, if you do what I tell you to do, then vengeance is mine, says the Lord. I'll repay. I'll take care of it. I'll take care of it. But you know what? We're so programmed to get in there and try to take care of it ourselves. We're going to go down the street and find a dark corner. <laughs> Josh, don't laugh at that one. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so, I mean, we're so wanting to take care of it ourselves. You know, but, but we, 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 can, we can step back and let, see what, let God do something with it. That means letting go of it in our mind, too. You know, if you're in unforgiveness in your mind, but you're walking in love, oh, forget it. It ain't going to work either. You have to get unforgiveness out of your mind. You have to walk in love, period. Walk in love, period. Walk in love, period. Amen? Amen. Well, I, I, uh, man, there's so much that, um, hmm.
you know, there's a reward in loving your enemies. Do you know that? There's a reward in that. And God is so good. He's so good. And he has your best interest at heart, even if it looks like everything is caving in on you and everybody's upset with you. You know, there wasn't uh, hardly anybody there when Jesus was kneeled to the cross. There wasn't hardly anybody there. But look at the look at the prominence he has now. Look at the people that are following him now. You know? So you, you can't ever go by what you see. Never. Amen? Amen. God is so good. You know, God is wanting a change, but it's going to depend upon us to yield to him to bring that change in our lives as well as in this church, as well as in this community. You know, God is not a joke. Jesus is not a joke. Remember, if you if you think he's a joke, he was unrecognizable hanging on the cross. And there's document to prove that. But he did it for each one of us so that we can have the opportunity to walk like he did. You know, he never said a word to them when they were beating him. Never said a word in his defense. Amen? Amen. Because he knew he, he served a, a good daddy, a good father. Father, we just want to thank you that your word is alive and active and sharper than a two-edged sword. We thank you, Father, that we have the opportunity to live for you every moment of every day. Father, uh, say this after me. Father God, I ask you to forgive me of all sin in my life, all everything that I've done that didn't bring you glory, whether I did it or I said it, or I thought it. I repent for not bringing for it not bringing you glory. I am sorry. I ask you to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I receive cleansing and change in my life, and I make a choice to live for you. To serve you, to love you, and to love others as I love myself. Thank you, Jesus, for being Lord of my life. I love you, Father. I love you, Jesus. And I love you, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen.